everyone. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket Farm Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Wildner Hegney. And today I have the privilege of interviewing Srulik Dvorsky. Srulik is the co founder and CEO of TaylorMed, the leading financial navigation technology company that helps patients and healthcare providers remove financial barriers to care. After serving as a primary caretaker for several family members following a cancer diagnosis, he started TaylorMed with a personal mission to leverage technology to remove barriers to care. He brings to the company more than a decade of experience in the medical device industry. Srulik, thank you so much for joining today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Alan. It's a pleasure to be uh, speaking with you today, Kyle. Awesome. And so maybe to kick things off and just give the audience a little background, what inspires you to work in healthcare? Absolutely. So healthcare for me, as you kind of started sharing a little bit earlier, it really comes from a personal perspective. While my professional background also started in healthcare and I spent about a decade prior to starting this venture in the medical device field, what actually drew me to start this venture was the personal experience of caregiving to you know, way too many family members, unfortunately, that were diagnosed with cancer. And eventually that started to create kind of an itch to do something with technology that is my day job, but hopefully trying to remove some barriers to care to patients. And it took some time to really decide what is that problem that I I think that I can work around and eventually solve for. And that became to be the financial barriers to care. I was you know, exposed to so many stories from both patients, physicians, and friends, you know, and families of patients who are really burdened by the financial aspect of their care. And even, you know, to the point that they are considering not getting the care they need, which on the one hand, you know, exposed me to their hardships, but also started to get me really excited about the opportunity that maybe there is something that can be done through technology to remove that barrier. And that's kind of the very early days of how we started thinking about this venture. Interesting. And you're calling in from Tel Aviv, Israel. Is that correct? That is correct. And we, we spoke out of before we started this podcast about Tel Aviv being my home, but plane being uh, another home for me, <laughs> unfortunately, from time to time. So our team is divided between New York, which is our headquarters in the States, and Tel Aviv, yep. which is our headquarters in Israel. And I'm an Israeli born and raised person. So R&D Center is here in Tel awesome. Aviv. We have a great team of talented engineers and all of our other kind of customer facing positions are more across the States and with the hub in New York. So just got back from seeing our team last week there. And so are you solving this issue of kind of financial access and affordability in Israel and in the US? Are you looking at it across those two markets or is it just focused within the US? So it's primarily focused in the US. I think that there is a very different structure of both the healthcare industry and more specifically health insurance in Israel and in the States. I think that we're seeing a lot of different types of challenges that are similar but the financial journey for a patient is pretty different. You are treated in the United States. Fortunately for us here in Israel, it's kind of more of, I would say, a single-payer system where uh, patients are paying very slim premiums and getting full coverage for for the most part, I would say. It's not necessarily the case for an average patient getting treated in America. So I think that for us, we saw the need more uh, across the ocean at this point. This is where we're working. But I do feel that, you know, our future definitely possesses other challenges across the globe where access to care is not necessarily a given. And that's our mission to try and address that everywhere. We started with the States. Yep. That makes complete sense. And so I'd love to 
maybe double click on what TaylorMed specifically does to really understand how you're driving impact to patients and improving outcomes. Sure. So I think that, you know, it starts from the fact that patients have, you know, in a lot of cases, high to extremely high out-of-pocket expenses. And where we've started to focus is actually around medication costs. And when you have a patient that has a barrier to care, which is financial to get the care they need and fill their prescriptions, there is also an abundance of different opportunities out there that can support or offset those expenses, ranging from funding that can be leveraged from manufacturers, pharmaceutical companies, for example, to uh, state and federal government subsidies, to a variety of different charity programs. But the problem is that patients are not necessarily aware of that. And if they are, there is a lot of friction to discover those, check their eligibility, and then enroll. And what we actually do is, first, we find these patients that have high out-of-pocket responsibilities very early in their medical journey. And this is kind of what drives, I would say, the most proactive sense of the work that we do. So we leverage data in order to proactively identify patients in need. And then we do automatic matching between those patients based on their specific data elements to thousands of different programs out there. And when we are finding that match, we are facilitating the enrollment, which eventually gets the patient to be able to adhere to their treatment sure. and offset their out-of-pocket responsibility. And since we are working with different types of healthcare organizations, whether they are pharmacies or providers or others, we're also allowing them to better serve their patients, but in a lot of cases also increase their financial performance because otherwise those patients might have been, you know, not paying their bills or that would be a, as a write-off or a charity program. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Providing a little bit of clarity into the messiness of pharmaceutical costs. And so to identify those patients, are you working with kind of the provider upon prescription or kind of treatment? Is that how it works? Yeah, and I can give an example maybe that will be helpful. So okay. let's assume for a second we are working with a large healthcare institution and health system. What we are doing on the back end is that we are basically ingesting data on a regular basis of patients, demographics, treatment, clinical, insurance data. Yep. And then if we have, let's say, a rheumatoid arthritis patient that is now prescribed a new treatment plan by her physician, our system will detect that prescription when it's just dropped in the EHR or pharmacy management system. And even before the patient comes to be administered, if it's like, let's say an IV infused program uh, product or, or like an oral product, our system will detect that. We will run a benefits investigation to see what the patient is expected to pay for that. So we will be estimating or even more so projecting the cost over the course of the treatment for that patient. And then we will see that the patient is owing, is supposed to owe about $5,000 out of pocket. Obviously a very you know, overwhelming amount for a patient sure. to afford, but the system will also detect that there might be a copy assistance if that's a commercially insured patient or a foundation that will support rheumatoid arthritis patients or even be able to get the drug for free if the patient is denied coverage. Yep. And then it will detect that and immediately allow either, you know, a healthcare provider or a care team member to enroll and then allow the patient to come in for their treatment without incurring that monumental cost. Interesting. So, you know, really, when you think about what has been, how does TaylorMed differ from what has been provided thus far, it's about being proactive, right? And it's identifying those patients early on. Are there any other components, whether it's kind of the engagement piece or sounds like you're interacting with a lot of the key stakeholders in the, the space of delivering the drug to the patient. Can you talk about that a little bit? 
Sure. So, so you are right that the most unique thing about TaylorMed is the fact that we are proactive. And I think that that's key because that allows you to drive you know, better care experience for patients, sure. better outcomes and adherence. And more so, if you can engage earlier, that will also, from a financial perspective, help you as a provider or a pharmacy, you know, run a more efficient organization. I think another key aspect of what we're doing that is different is the level of automation that we apply. A lot of times we are seeing teams trying to do the most that they can, but it's mainly a manual process. Something also a decentralized process that involves, as you mentioned, different stakeholders. Yep. It can involve social workers, community health workers, financial counselors, pharmacy technicians. And we are onboarding everyone to one very, I would say, holistic view about the financial impact that a patient can experience and actually what can be done in order to support it. And then you will see teams interacting on a patient case from leveraging assistance from a manufacturer to leaving expenses from a local charity program to premium assistance from extra help social security. So that really is something that brings multiple stakeholders to one unified view of the financial impact of a patient. Fascinating. This is huge space, right? Just navigating the pharmaceutical value chain and ensuring that the patients can afford drugs. How do you communicate value to the stakeholders? I mean, I'm sure there's one part of like a financial benefit, but there's also kind of the outcomes to the patient, right? Do you have any kind of KPIs that you track on the outcomes piece and how you're improving the health of the patient? We do. And we, and we basically look at four main pillars to the value that our partners are seeing. First and foremost, it's, you know, the level of patient care that they can deliver. If they can help patients proactively address their financial concerns, which is a huge burden for many patients across a variety of conditions, that's definitely a driver for their patient satisfaction and patient experience and that's one. Second, as you mentioned, is the financial factor. When you are thinking about providers or pharmacies that needs to provide those drugs, in a lot of cases, that will go into write-offs and uncompensated care. And for us to be able to support them and leveraging external resources definitely allows them to continue providing care, but also increase their financial performance. Third is automation. They have limited staff now more than ever. And when you are able to process more cases in a given time by a financial counselor, for example, that really moves the needle for them to be able to utilize more opportunities without increasing staff to you know, many more members. Yep. And the last one, which is you know, not necessarily the least, is clinical outcomes. One of the things that we're seeing around clinical outcomes is what happens when patients cannot adhere to required treatment. And one of the things that we can see are both adherence metrics, but also market access or patient access metrics when it comes to how long from diagnosis to first treatment is the patient seeing. And if you can shorten that, that is a very important access metric that uh, we are measuring. Another one is how long can we keep a patient on a required treatment, especially when it comes to chronic medication, like inhalers for COPD or insulin or diabetes? Those are eventually tying to reduction of downstream costs, downstream complication and comorbidities. So definitely those are the four pillars. Not always easy to measure. How is your intervention impacting clinical outcomes? But I think that we are working with some of our partners to be able to better measure it because, you know, the data is there. It's something that really needs to be emphasized and elevated to the discussion. Sure. Yeah. Capturing that data, exposing it, and then cleaning it and presenting it in those key outcomes is 
know, something that we have to strive for is also very challenging too. <laughs> the data sure. can be very messy. Attribution is a tricky analytical problem. I'd love to hear, you know, as you've been working on TaylorMade and building this business, what are some of the biggest setbacks that you've experienced? I mean, the company looks like it's in a great spot right now, but there must have been those ups and downs, that entrepreneurial journey. There always are. I was just talking to a friend earlier this morning and I said, you know, alongside every new market that we're entering in another big name or a partner that we are partnering with, there are so many challenges on a daily basis that you need to cope with, but eventually the result is worth it because we are, you know, as we say internally here, we are moving mountains for patients. So it's worth the effort. I think the challenges are first, sometimes you are engaging with, you know, a partner, let's say healthcare providers, an example, and it's really hard to overcome some of their kind of, I would say, thoughts about how is it to partner with an IT vendor? Because they sometimes will think about EHR implementation or revenue cycle system, which are very big undertakings for a health system to, you know, to do while working with a vendor like us, but we are not necessarily alone, is sometimes not as big of uh, IT heavy lift that they, uh, as they imagine. So really finding the right way to show them that it's not that big of a burden on the one hand, sure. but the value sure. is so profound, is a challenge on, on our team to, you know, to first educate and then prove on that experience. That's one. Two, I think is that is like once you're alive and your system is being used across, you know, many hospitals in the health system, how can we make sure that the levels of utilization of the opportunities that the system discovers are actually high? And that's something that we spend a lot of time working with our customers to think about how they are reimagining their workflows to make sure that indeed they are not necessarily keeping the same old habits they have of waiting for referrals to come in and being less proactive, but more reactive, but actually change their mindset to uh, uh, use data, use our system, but others as well, to be more proactive in the way that they are going about you know, addressing financial needs. And in general, healthcare is hard. There are so many moving pieces. To do what we do, we need to be very good at a few things. And then it's you know, from the technology side to knowing the bits of, and bytes of health insurance to keeping us honest on every change that happens in the market about assistance program changing. So it's a lot of work, but you know, I think that the value is there and that's kind of what drives us on a daily basis to keep on doing better. Yeah. I mean, there's getting into the tactical piece of working with these large incumbents, right? Where implementing an EMR or new RCM program is challenging. And trying to communicate that your implementation is fundamentally different, it's lighter weight, less of a lift. I'm sure that's incredibly challenging. And and so as we kind of think about shift more towards the future, what are you more excited about? Or what are you most excited about for the opportunities within the pharmaceutical value chain or tailor med or really kind of what you see for the patient in the next coming years? So I think there are a couple of things that are happening kind of simultaneously that gets us excited. On the one hand, we are seeing that the awareness that there, there are things that can be done to help patients adhere to their treatment, remove or alleviate their financial concern is there and is just growing. So it gives more room for solutions like ours to you know be at the hands of patients. That's one. Two, I'm very excited about the fact that patients are starting to be front and center in consuming their healthcare journey. They are becoming more, I would say, informed and they have better tools to navigate the very complex ecosystem that they are 
getting care from or by. And that's definitely something that aligns with our future roadmap. How do we become more patient-centric and not only support our healthcare providers, but support our healthcare providers and patients that they are serving in a very seamless way. So when they are you know, getting a, a drug dispensed in a pharmacy, we're there. When they are coming in for an inpatient or outpatient visit, we are there. And it's something that is kind of seamless across the continuum of care. And I think that we are seeing like the digital front door and patient-centric approach from different healthcare systems, but also different healthcare players in the market as a rising trend that I'm excited about. And last but not least, the fact that we are seeing con- continuous improvements and advancements in, in care and new treatments coming to market to really help from a clinical perspective. Those are usually coming with a very high price tag because of the fact that they are new. But if we are there, we can support patients throughout their first steps in you know adhering to a new treatment that was just announced. And, and I think that that's always kind of what we are looking for, seeing how we can support the new and upcoming treatments and get the patients secured in it. That's fantastic. Yeah, that is very exciting. And I think especially as the you know value chain or the, the pipeline of drugs starts to change and shift to being highly saturated with these you know high cost, rare disease and specialty drugs, solutions like TaylorMed are going to be needed more and more. Um, that's huge. Maybe just to round things out, I'd love it if you could share a, a closing thought and where the audience can best collaborate with you. Closing thought, as far as I can use this platform to reach more patients to know that they have resources out there that can help them get better, get well, and get the care they need without going bankrupt is, you know, every time I have, you know, an open mic, I will try and get that awareness out. Yeah. And we would love to support that by, you know, our educational tools and also, you know, from the partnership perspective, you know, with partners across the industry. So people can reach out to us either through our website, tailormed.co or our social media handles. So, you know, we have, we're active on Twitter and LinkedIn, and we'd be happy to, you know, either help patients that are seeking care and definitely continue building our very large and fast growing provider and pharmacy network. Awesome. Most really, thank you so much for joining the show today. Have a wonderful day and we'll chat soon. For sure. Thank you for having me. I am excited.